0: Hello. Hello. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Spring Office Hours. Uh, Today, Dan is traveling. uh, So it's me and our special guest, Mark Pollack. How are you doing today?
1: I'm good. Good to be here.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. We have people joining us from all over the world. Hello, Simon, one of our regulars. Hello from Italy. Uh, Is this Italy as well? What flag is that? That's Italy, right? It's a goofy flag. <laughs> Jitter Ted, hello. We got some of our regulars. Solitary. Wonderful to see you. Hello, everyone. And we're doing stuff. India. That's wonderful. Thomas is coming in from Germany. Oh, what? North Carolina. Hello. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, this is, this is pretty cool. We get to do this. We get people from all over the world. And uh, yeah, I'm happy to be here. Mark, you're... You're doing great things, and we're going to get to that in just a sec. Uh, Mm -hmm. Normally, what we do is we we talk about kind of like the the roadmap, things that are coming, things that uh, are being released by the team. So I'll I'll Mm -hmm. see if I can jump over and present that. Uh, Let's share a tab. Let's take a look at the calendar. Uh, Is that working? I'm going to throw this up here, and there we go. Here's what our calendar looks like. We have a lot of stuff coming up. A uh, bunch of stuff from Reactor is coming out, and I'm looking forward to Spring Cloud Data Flow, the Spring Cloud Data Flow mm-hmm. and Batch. Those uh, they've kind of been highlighted for me recently. Uh, I didn't realize how big the ecosystem was around Batch. I didn't realize how how big the the Spring Cloud Data Flow use cases were and how. Well, yeah, the,
1: the survey uh, that we have uh, every year uh, indicates like I think two years ago, it was like 38% of uh, the respondents use batch, and that's 43%. Much, much lower percentage use data flow, which I wish wasn't the case. But uh, yeah, batch is way up there.
0: Yeah, and I had, I had no idea. Uh, but I heard a lot about it at uh, Spring One a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and yeah, so now that's something I'm going to dig into. I'm hearing a lot of cool things. Uh, and I, my default was anytime I heard batch, I always asked like, "Why does it need to be batch? Let's not make it batch. Let's do uh, real time. Let's do streaming. Let's do some other thing." Uh, but yeah, technology never goes away. Something you just said like, there's there's these use cases where batch is the answer. So yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Interesting stuff. But yeah, a lot of stuff coming, uh, you know, spring boot. We have a milestone release that's already out, and uh, we're still looking ahead. We have uh, the release candidates coming out in four weeks. You know what else is coming up soon? Uh, I believe it's on the 18th, uh, our new version of Java, right? Java's getting released on, Hmm. I think it's on the 18th or the 19th of September. So like right around the corner, I know a lot of us took a long time to get to Java 17, uh, but now like, hey, congratulations, you got to 17, now 21 is out, and there's a lot of cool things coming in there that we'll be sure to address here, like Project Loom and the virtual threads. That's gonna be something exciting, but we'll, we'll get to that later. Yes, Java 21, exciting times, exciting times. So that was the calendar, but let's, let's jump in. Mark, Spring CLI. Yeah, let's start there.
1: Let's start there. Why not? I could, I could share my screen. But before I uh, share the screen, yeah, it, it's been uh, lurking around as a project in the background for, for years, like a really long time. Uh, it was uh, originally started as part of App Accelerator and then uh, kind of branched off. And there's been boot CLI and, of course, there's Initializer. Uh, everyone uses initializer to create new projects, you know, gets a million hits a month. But uh, the big problem I had, and I think a lot of the early genesis of projects are around itches that people scratch. Uh, in this case, it was, uh, you know, I want to quickly uh, get the uh, Spring AMQP app going, right? So when I go to initializer or Spring Rabbit, whatever, right? Um, I can pick my dependencies, but I don't get any code, right? And then even though I wrote with Mark Fisher a long time ago in the library, I myself do not remember everything, right? That I need to spin up to get the message listener container set up with Jason and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so then I was like, all right, there must be a guide. And so I go to the Spring Guides and sure enough, there's a guide. The guide is kind of like, you've done one spring project, this sort of like workflow of first create your palm and then add this. And then I'm like, just get cut to the chase because give me, give me the goddamn code. So you look in the complete directory, you know, for the completed guide.
0: Of course, we all and, skip to it because we've all been uh, that
1: there. And then, you know, after 20 minutes, you're like, hooray, that was 20 minutes of my life gone and I'm not getting back. And so the idea here was um, to do two things, was to streamline that You know, much like uh, other ecosystems have, you know, Create React app, right? Mm -hmm. We have the same thing, right? And then more importantly, I think, you know, instead of just getting started, like you want to add stuff to your existing projects. You don't, that's kind of really the more common case, I'd say, day to day, right? Uh, And for, for that, there also wasn't a lot of great, compelling answers, um, I did look into jhipster you know there are obviously mm-hmm. options out there uh, but Jay Hipster is, is I found it very hard for just a casual quick user to get started with it and of course you can use what's off the shelf a lot of times I felt it was it was very uh, overkill it wasn't kind of like small right
0: right it's it's a full yeah it's a full yeah, app a it's, it's everything
1: Yeah, and then you look like, how do I modify this? And then you get into Node and all this templating stuff. So the idea was um, to be able to add to your existing project uh, in a couple ways. But one way that's unique in the Spring CLI is adding by merging a, a working project. So you have your project sitting in your directory. Let's say there's another project sitting out there, which is the example project. And how do you take those two and just merge it together, right? So if you did it manually, what would you do? Well, you look at the pom and say what dependencies are there that aren't in mine, and then you copy those over. What are the properties? What are the plugins? You know, then you look at the code and you say, okay, what packages? Let me cut and paste those into my package structure, and so yeah. on. So the Spring CLI, in terms of like adding code to your existing projects, it um, it automates those kind of refactoring tasks. So we can go through it, but You know, those are kind of the, some of the main, main goals. It's, you know, getting you started, but really then it's like, how do I add stuff to my current project uh, easily?
0: So there's always like the, the, the Delta of like, what's the good day zero experience, like the getting started experience, which, which has to be rock solid, which that's Mm -hmm. why we have startups for today. Oh, that's a great, uh, it's been solid uh, for many, many years. Uh, and it continues to improve. But then there's always the what now part. And the example that you gave was like, hey, I, I w- now I want to add RabbitMQ to this existing project. I want to add some event uh, that's going to fire off in some part of this application. And I can go to the guide, but I would do that same thing. I'd go to the guide, I'd do the delta, I'd do the diff, because I just want the RabbitMQ part. I want that little hello world, give me that working code added to this project that I already have. Right. And you're, you're coming up with a solution for that.
1: Yeah. I could demo it now. Uh, That'd be great. Questions, uh, yeah. Just feel That'd free to great. chat them. Put them in the chat. Let's see. I'm going share screen. See,
0: so, yeah, one of the things that I would say on the show, like to say on the show, uh, when you come to my house for dinner, if you leave hungry, that's your fault. Here at Spring Office Hours. The whole point of this this is the thing I wish I had when I was doing Spring Development as my day job. I wish I had access to people like you, Mark. I wish I had access. And if you're here, bring your questions. If you don't ask your questions, that's on you. If you're joining us, you're listening to this later on the podcast. You can always uh, follow up, save your questions, bring them to the next show. But you can also get a hold of us on Twitter. I'm at Deshaun. And at Mark Pollack, M-A-R-K-P-O-L-L-A-C-K. All right, I'm oh, gonna cool. uh, I'm gonna throw so you up on screen, screen here. Now? Yep, I'm gonna add it here.
1: All right, that's great.
0: And we'll, whoops, I'm gonna add it like this. Let's see if I can get you there. We go. So now I've got your screen up there. We got a little bit of the the background stuff.
1: Or maybe that's better.
0: Um, but I'm seeing your browser screen. I might want to see the other screen.
1: Oh, did I share the wrong screen? Okay. I'll click the other one. Sorry. That's
0: okay. Uh, We're doing it live. What could possibly go wrong?
1: Mm, lots of things. <laughs> Window. Oh, here, entire screen. Ah, that's what I screwed up on. Okay.
0: All right. There we go. You're all set?
1: Cool. All right, uh, so here we are a uh, oops, a blank work area. So uh, this is the uh, command spring. And uh, where you get this, just pop up a browser. to in the other window. So this is uh, in the experimental repo, you see. So hopefully, we'll get out of this pretty soon. (laughs) And um, if we go to releases, here's a bunch of installers. Um, Brew, I think, is the most popular one that's missing. But basically, you can download one of these and and bootstrap yourself to get it working uh, the command line. I just have a simple alias. Java dash jar. Okay. So uh, yeah, let's do help.
0: Sorry, I got all this noise over here.
1: So here, here is what you can do, and we're going to focus on these two main ones: Spring Boot new and Spring Boot add. Uh, there's a way to call initializer if you want. Uh, that might actually just be nice to show for very quickly. Uh, oh, I think I didn't uh, put the bash completions in here. But um, also go into sort of an interactive mode.
0: This looks familiar. Is this based on Spring Shell?
1: Yes. So. Actually, as a result of uh, Dataflow um, using Spring Shell quite heavily, when we had to upgrade to uh, newer versions of Boot, uh, project lead at the time, Jana uh, decided to really dig into Spring Shell again, which is a project I started a very long time ago. It's okay. Like a desire for a common shell between like GemFire, Tomcat, and uh, Dataflow, something like that, and. Um, yeah, it didn't last very long, I guess. It's still in Gemfire, actually. So the Gemfire show is still Spring Show. Uh, but I don't think there was a Tomcat thing uh, that kind of went south. Uh, but now he's done so much. I mean, look at these colors, right? <laughs> you know. So the red is because like it's not yet complete, right? And then it's showing you what's available. Uh, so I don't know. What is list? I never even did that. Oh, I guess there's... Yeah, custom initializer location, but we'll do do new, right? So you can do like dash dash, you know, artifact ID, blah, 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 right? All those things that are the menu items, you know, in not the menu items, but, you know, text box and combo boxes on the website. But what's really cool is um, he's made sort of a very cool, I don't know why my computer is so slow. So, uh it's asking you a question: Where would you like, you know, your new app to be? So, like, new app. It's like, "Yep, oh, it's okay. There's no directory called new app there, so you're good." And they you see you can use the arrows, right? So, and you can filter. So, like, if you only wanted Maven, you type M, and you only get M. So you see it says filtering on M, right? Yeah. So we go Maven. Now, you go Java. So you get the idea, right? The menu mm-hmm. system, and uh, you know, you can just kind of click your way to happiness. Uh, package name, and th- this is nice, right? Because uh, you get all of these things, and then you can say, I don't know, cloud, stream, you get a little X. So I don't know a lot of a uh, lot of nice stuff. So if you go to new app, uh, sorry, so this uh, dot. Thing is like a escape to the shell, and then you can type things if you're in the interactive mode, which I'll just Very say because nice. I didn't set up the batch completion, which was a mistake. I don't want to waste people's time. Um, yeah, so you have that. So you, you can do um, boot new, right? And uh, I'll give it, let's say, uh, a name, right? Uh, my app, and then... Uh, Package name, uh, I always do com.xkcd, I don't know, demo. (laughs) So what it's doing now is uh, because we didn't give any information about the type of app we want, by default you get a REST service, which is like the variation on what's there uh, in the getting started guide for creating a REST service. So I'll uh, maybe open up a window See where we are. I mean, I'll open up the uh, IDE. Oops, typo. Did I uh, make a mistake?
0: I don't remember where the path was.
1: September 12th. Yeah. And why it's not happy? Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. There it is. I called it my app. Oh yes. Let's trust everything.
0: So for those that are listening, we're just opening the application in our favorite IDE. Mm-hmm. Super easy.
1: Oh, but where did it go? Some other window. Yep. Yeah. So you see, this is the app, the application.
0: And, uh, and this looks familiar.
1: Yep. Yeah. You get the greeting controller. Yeah. And uh, you get the greeting test. So this? And a little readme that you know isn't
0: much but
1: shows you what's going on yeah so if we run this see run application I assume it's running here. No, not yet. It's thinking. I feel like there's something in the background on my computer. Oh, maybe <laughs> it's the sharing of the screen. It's going. Yeah, maybe. I'm very happy about that. Because this is uh, way slow. Let's see if I can take a look at what's sucking up my bandwidth.
0: yeah we we get it things things get slow sometimes uh it might be that brave is
1: going crazy brave
0: i don't even know what that is yeah brave browser for the oh brave paranoid
1: yes let's just go back to here Can't possibly be taking this long to
0: yeah I don't I, I see I'll it's it's idea. trying to do all the indexing and stuff, and that's one of the one of the yeah, new right. things that I've gotten used to as I try to explore all the like milestone releases and and i'm I'm using snapshots more and more lately uh just to try out the new stuff I get it
1: yeah, so there it is, so you know uh, we can do uh uh spring so it it compiled right
0: yeah. But the difference here is you've given kind of not just the dependencies, you've given some working code.
1: That's right. So I'll make a new window that's in the other window just because, uh, I don't know. Oops. All right. So you got the Hubbell World. Fantastic. So uh, let's see.
0: Yeah. So, but both of those are included. So, you know, the the typical start of a project for me is start.sfaring.io. I grab my dependencies, uh, but you could do, you're doing basically the same thing with the initializer.
1: Right.
0: Function. So stay in the CLI. Except it's
1: getting code, right? That's a big difference, right? So So the initializer
0: uh, one gives me the, basically the same thing I got out of the start.sfaring.io. Right. So suppose you want
1: the web app, right? uh Uh-huh. So... This is where there's the idea of a uh, project catalog. So if I do spring project list, figure. And I'll I'll go up on the directory spring project list.
0: Thomas has a question. He says, could you include a Spring CLI inside a dependency to create a source code generator, for example. Would you uh, include?
1: Yeah, so you can extend. Uh, I'll show later uh, how you can use Spring CLI to uh, to generate source code exactly. Uh, but it is like any other Spring project. I guess you can extend it. Right now, it's only one package, so I haven't separated, you know, things to be sort of in a library format. Uh, But let's get to, you know, probably the gist of your question is like, can I use it to create code from templates? And so, yeah, the long story short is there are three ways you can create code, right? Basically, getting it from GitHub repos, like we just did now, doing a clone, adding it from existing GitHub repos, or um, the the super fancy way is asking uh, AI to generate the code for you. Uh, and and well, other way, sorry, is templating. So I guess those are like the three buckets. So you see here spring project list. So web is the default right here. And that's the URL. So this is kind of just a very simple mapping of projects, you know, with a simple name to a URL. So suppose we wanted to get a uh, you know, Spring Data JPA project going, mm-hmm. right? So you know the way we could do that, oops.
0: going back into the, into the cli
1: yeah Boy, i really wish i set the uh, bash completion up cuz i have 95% of all my cpu's being used with this streaming oh. <laughs> it's pretty impressive this is a sad chart here
0: we're doing it in high def we're doing we're Look doing this oh yes
1: that's not good <laughs> shouldn't be freaking out like that yeah. so anyway let's do the boot uh, new right uh, but this time, you know, we'll say from and uh, we can say JPA and uh, I don't know, name my JPA. I'm not going to. I was getting, getting that right. And so <laughs> if I cd to my JPA right now and do a tree, see I get a customer repository and so on. But if I go back now to uh, my app, Let me just do Maven clean. See, this is the original one, so I can do Spring Boot new uh, Spring Boot add JPA, right? So this is the the smart merging that's going on.
0: Very cool, Thomas's. uh, had added. He says currently he, he's doing things with IntelliJ templates, but you can't easily share those. Yeah. So one of the things I noticed on the screen is you had different catalogs of projects. Is this maybe where Thomas could fill in? Like if he's got a project, yeah, he's so, got a project. So
1: the catalog, yeah. So there's two types of catalogs. So uh, what we'll get to I think what he wants, because he's talking about templates, is there's a project catalog uh, and then Uh, There isn't right now, but there needs to be a uh, user defined command catalog. And these user defined commands are what give you the ability to generate code and and we'll we'll get to that, I promise. Uh, So now if you do tree, you see I have a customer and the customer repository. Um, Let's see if this uh, is acting any better. You know, I noticed that IntelliJ is really bad with uh, syncing directories. Why is this? This happened to me recently, too. I need a refresh. Thank god. You're going to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, there it is.
0: Yeah, it's just not showing up.
1: What's not the sure. magic command to refresh?
0: Uh, I don't know it off the top of my head. Does anybody, I'll bet you it, Jitter Ted knows, how do I refresh my directory? What's that? I don't Reload know what off the top of my disk. head. There it is. There we
1: go. I reloaded, go. no. It's still not there. there. Why is my IntelliJ all screwed up?
0: Well, I see what's happening. So what I can see is in your project, yeah, now so you've got- Let
1: me just, uh, I'm sure IntelliJ fans are screaming at me. <laughs>
0: That's, that's, I can hear the IntelliJ fans in the background. The sirens.
1: Yeah. What did I do? Did I do comma? Don't save. I just wanted to browse it. That's all. There you go. I know that my computer is 100% now.
0: Yeah. Problem and with doing the streaming know, and all this, that this kind of stuff is not yeah.
1: working out well. I we'll
0: mean, have I to we'll have see boxes. if we get another option here. No, I guess we'll just have to
1: uh, have to
0: try and go with yep. it. I so, I Jared says, says should need to manually refresh as long as the focus moves to the project window and could be whatever slowing your machine down is affecting the refresh of the file system. So, yeah, we get it. We get it. We'll figure it out. Probably five seconds after we leave the stream. I know I
1: can't even use
0: disappointing. That's okay. We can stay in the terminal. So in the terminal, we can see what we have here.
1: Yeah, I like to browse the file. I get it. I get it.
0: <laughs> so yeah, what you did was you added the JPA to an existing project. Just that alone is kind of an exciting piece especially for for those of us that are comfortable going in and I'm, I'm looking at those guides and i want to bring that level in so that is definitely a time saver what does that look like going forward
1: what does what, what look like
0: that idea where i can
1: yeah so I, I can't believe i cannot bring up i mean how can i do anything at this point I may need to reboot and come back and because
0: i mean this is not um if you want to try that, we can do that. Um, We're here we want to hear about all the cool things. So whatever you think's best. All
1: right. All right, now it's working, is it?
0: Yeah. There we go. Now we can see what we got.
1: Yeah, so you got a customer repository, you know. Uh, I didn't normally when I do these demos, I show, um, I show, um, annoying like nagware. Um, normally when I show these demos, I like added to Git and then show you it added added JPA. So, you know, and you know, what's important is you can get a test, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. So, and, if you notice there's a readme here, probably should start with that, right? So the readme in the original repo where this came from gets renamed to readme-jpa, the name of what you typed. Uh-huh. So you know, anytime you need to uh, oops, kind of know what it is you added, the readme should you know, take you to where you need to go. And so the catalog idea, uh, spring project, catalog list available. I think when the fan goes on, we'll really have to reboot. So there's uh, two catalogs available, right? And so the default catalog is like when I kind of was showing some of these JPA and um, and I've already added to it this AI Azure because I made a catalog for that. But the idea here is that you can add a catalog, you know, to this list and, you know, what does this look like, right? Like, uh, let's open this link. So this is just publicly hosted somewhere. Right. And this is the list of repositories where the apps are. Right. So this is some collaborator who's working with Cora on Dapper, uh, with test containers and spring. And so it's in this repo under the read app subfolder. It's in this repo here under the subscriber app folder. So, you know, if I do, uh, and like these names are, you um, see, a read app, dapper app for reading from a state store. Like I don't even know what it is completely. Uh, but if I add the catalog uh, project, well, first, I'll do a list to show you that it's not there. Normally, this is like, even though it's loading a JVM, it's super snappy. But because <laughs> I have 92% of 12 CPUs streaming.
0: That's, that's unfortunate for us, but that's yeah. okay.
1: Sorry, I'm going to complain the whole way. I've got to stop. <laughs>
0: um,
1: yeah, so you see there's AI to this source, there's modular stuff from Oliver. He contributed that, but now I'll do uh, so if you do spring uh, project catalog list. So I was going out to these uh, two catalogs and basically showing you in a table format what I just showed you in the wrong. So now we do spring project uh, catalog uh, add. What was it called? Dapper? Something like that? Yep. Dapper.
0: So, you're adding the Dapper catalog, and then that's going to show up in your product. Right. So, live. this is a
1: way that you could use it in house, you know, in your own. So, you see, now we have a read, subscribe, and write. Mm-hmm. So do a spring boot new. Uh, let's say my Dapper read, read. Very cool.
0: We have a question uh, mm-hmm. that says, hey, I assume these catalog repos would need to be publicly available for the CLI to access it. Is, is there anything... I, get, I understand this part. Like, hey, if I'm doing something internally, uh, do, I, do I need to make those repos public or how would I authenticate against those? So that's we support a,
1: a right question. now GitLab and GitHub. And um, I think if you're using like GitLab you know, internally, then you're probably already authenticated, Uh, but um, we do provide auth, so you can authorize the Spring app to read. You authorize with uh, GitHub, which actually sometimes is necessary because GitHub provides a limit on how many times you can, um, how many times you can uh, pull for free without being authenticated Got it. So I think once you log in, then then you'd be able to access everything that you as a user would, including your private repos. Not sure how it works um, with GitLab. Um, but yeah, something to look into, I suppose. Yeah. So try it out. And if there are issues, uh, let me know. But yeah, we've had frequent requests for you name it, every type of version control system that is is out there. And so, yeah, we'd love to support that. Uh, but we'd also love to get PRs for that support, right? Yep. Because don't have
0: every version. PRs system. are welcome. Yep. Uh, friendly available. friendly reminder that PRs are always welcome. Right. So we saw that. Not always being approved.
1: Being well, more times than not. I'm a nice yeah. guy. So, um, uh, so here I'll show you some of the templating, and we'll start real small um, with that. So um, I'm going to create a new uh, user uh, uh, define command. So if I do, can um, command new. This is how you can extend um, the CLI. And this is going to get into uh, showing uh, how you can use templating to help with your uh, code. So what's important here? Oh, I didn't really want to do it here, but it doesn't matter. Um, you see, there's a folder dot spring commands. So we need a command now called hello and new. And typically, it's kind of like noun and verb. Uh, so um, just because I think I have the IDE opened with my app. Is that right? Yeah, let me go do that over there again. So I'll just do command new so we can look at it in the IDE a little bit. So, hooray, dot spring, hello new, right? So, uh, what's here? These things, I don't really want everything split screen. This is describing the command. So we have one option called greeting, this data type and so on. And here's what actually happened. So, kind of trying to go slowly into, is evolving slowly into sort of a GitHub action style syntax. So what we'd like to do is generate uh, the file. So that's the action. We like to create hello.txt. And here's where we start getting into the templating. And this, this is the hello world version, right? There are more sophisticated things we'll get into in a moment. Uh, so here we have greeting. So if you remember, greeting is the name of the option we'll pass in, so dash dash greeting. Okay. And then we have a whole bunch of variables that come from system properties or they come from you know, the Maven Palm itself, like the artifact ID and all the things you can imagine that you'd get from your Maven Palm. So okay. what's cool is that now if I go back to here, I just Spring help. See, I have a user defined command called hello new, right?
0: Another good question. Mm -hmm. Can you ship the Spring CLI binary with a pre configured command from a dependency?
1: Pre configured command. So I have, I I did put some environment, uh, some Spring properties. Uh, that you can set which will essentially load up what is your default catalog um, In terms of the command, suppose you mean from from here right? Yeah so the binary itself uh, can uh, refer to the as of yet created uh, user-defined command catalog. So I'll show that in a minute. Um, Not the command catalog, but you'll have to imagine in your head the same experience. So basically, I get where you're coming from. It's like you'd like someone to install this, right, and then have your stuff ready to go out of the box. Yep. And the idea or the way I was thinking to approach this was, yes, we definitely want to support that use case. Um, And the way I thought to go about doing it, which is certainly open for feedback, is to be able to define, you know, Spring Boot you know, configuration properties, right? So uh, you can specify the locations of your catalogs uh, and the locations of your command catalogs, but haven't implemented the command catalog. So that's the, the, uh, the idea where we're going uh, to support yeah. that type of thing.
0: Thomas, uh, for you, I think what, I think I kind of feel where you're going. I, I've got this, I've got a, a, a ecosystem project and I want to have this CLI uh, that supports it. So, Mark, you've, you've built kind of a base here. And just like Thomas, mm-hmm. I think my hand's uh, moving where he's like, hey, wouldn't it be neat if this, this spring-related project that I know that he's working on, wouldn't it be neat if I had a CLI that could do some right. code generation, that could help people yeah. uh, go along? Yeah, and I
1: think what you're talking about is, like I showed before, you know, the list of available catalogs, You know, I think one complaint that we've had around Spring Initializer with the community is like, I'd like a checkbox for my project, right? Yep. And the idea was, well, we can't give checkboxes for for everything. I don't know why we can't, but, you know, I understand there's a lot of weird dependencies going on. And the goal here isn't (laughs) to make sure that every checkbox is mutually compatible, right? Right. So the list of available catalogs is just a file somewhere that I maintain. I'm happy to put people's stuff right if it's a public open source project but if it's more internal then Mm -hmm. you know you have to either add it manually or set an environment variable so you're talking like one or two steps i don't think it's you know too bad um, to do that so there it is it created that uh, file so if you do hello you see created hello mongo on linux right yes but you know what you really want to do is generate some code potentially with templating and so yeah I, I would highly encourage you to see if what you can do can be mm. done without templating. It's kind of interesting to see what are the use cases uh, where templating is appropriate. I think in the, adding like huge swaths of functionality, um, it's maybe not the best use case mm. because when you have it in a working project, you can have that project have a CI system and you know it's working and it's less brittle than, than templating. But Sometimes like you're creating components over and over and over again, right? And this is the same thing in JavaScript. The package is there, right? You can add a component to, uh, you know, Angular, right? And what does that mean? It adds like three files and a test. So, you know, I think there's some line there that people have to find uh, because it definitely is a little more squirrely using templating for, for code generation. So here's an example which we'll show you around code generation of just like a spring controller, but you can imagine a few other files in there uh, creating like a service and a repository layer and whatnot. So what this has done is it's created a command called controller. Okay. And so you get to decide the name of the feature, right? So in a way, this is like a feature new command Yeah. Even though it's just generating the controller. That's where I was going with it. So here's the action file. And so you see, I'd like to create this file where, and now this is where these special variables come into play, the root package directory. This is the location of where you have the at Spring Boot application class. So you need to follow the best practice of putting this in sort of the root directory. Of where your things are. And another best practice, I think, which is often not done uh, in kind of very quick tutorials, is you should not have any at bean definitions inside here. That's great for like, you know, learning, right? Yep. But it's not great for production. Okay. Uh, so those are some of the, uh, so that you get that root package. Feature is the command line option, right? Features there. That's the name of this, right? And now you can start to see you We're like, well, what's the feature, right? Well, uh, let's call it like order or something. I don't know, right? But you don't want to have lowercase order controller. So you use the helper functions here. I'm using handlebars to capitalize the first letter of the feature name. So if we create a new feature called order, it will be order controller. And now instead of it being inline like before, you know, we had hello. Here, right? It was hello, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Now, you know, it's getting a little bit, you know, sophisticated. You know, you can't really want to put multiple lines inside YAML and probably mm-hmm. can do do it, but it starts to get yep. a little squirrely. So it's like it's coming from this location, right? Yeah. So this is kind of what you deal with when you're dealing with templating for better or not. It's not real Java code, it's Java code with curly braces, right? Yep. And so again, you can make use of the root package and feature. And again, capitalize the first letter. And then you put this in here, right? So if we go back to this, you can say spring controller new feature order. Yeah, like I see. So I kind of want to replicate the Angular CLI generic component. That's exactly what I was aiming to do.
0: So I know that you've looked at a lot of the different CLIs out mm-hmm. there. And you've kind of like pulled some of the things you like. Uh, but then mm-hmm. to Thomas and everybody in the community, this is like, this is still experimental right now. Like now's the time to take it for a spin. Uh, and and think about yeah. what this could do for your use cases. One of the things that you touched on, Mark, was um, the best practices. And I actually had that question earlier today uh, mm-hmm. from another org, where hey, they're moving forward. They're going to touch a bunch of these uh, applications uh, as they're migrating to Spring Boot 3.1.3 and Java 17 and, and next week, Java 21. And what they were asking about, because we're getting so much value from Spring CLI, Spring Boot Migrator and others. Is there something that we could do that would maybe like identify, hey, you've got beans in your, your main class and this is uh, not a best practice uh, for reasons. Is there something that we could do? You know what? Maybe that, well, maybe that the, leads you, us you into... That
1: would, uh, you know, the way that could be implemented, but, you know, um, is using Open Rewrite. Uh, a lot of what I'm showing here is using Open Rewrite under the covers to manipulate code. Um, but there's nothing, you know, that that's the framework by which you would use to implement some sort of recipe, Right. So, you know, there's an open rewrite, is, is an open source project. You can maybe just bring it up here real briefly. It's worth highlighting, at least to answer your question. Um, let me uh, come here. So there actually will be a. Uh, so we spoke about Spring Boot new, uh, Spring Boot add. There will be a Spring Boot upgrade command. So I'm working with Fabian, who is the lead of the Spring Boot Migrator project. So we're bringing over, you know, this upgrade recipe, right? And the recipe is in the form of an uh, open rewrite recipe. So this project here, uh, you know, lets you upgrade your apps, right? But really. You know, the use case you described um, applies. So there's a recipe, for example, upgrading you know, JUnit 4 to JUnit 5. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the context of what you were saying, uh, you could say that uh, JUnit 4 is a bad practice. <laughs> I'd like to upgrade yep. my bad practice. So, you would write a recipe that looks, oh, where are all the places that have this import statement? All right, you got to remove that and add the right one. And, you know, depending on the level of what it is you want to upgrade, it can be, you know, like upgrading Jakarta namespace. Okay, that's trivial, right? Like just changing imports. But if you're like, you know, getting into like a complex builder API that changed, then you're really starting to manipulate this AST, right? Abstract syntax tree of the Java code. Uh, in a much lower level, and Open Rewrite makes that easy, or I guess you say. But it's still mm-hmm. like a parsing task, right? Uh, yep. So um, there is there is kind of a little bit of a high bar, I'd say, to start writing your own. But it's doable. So if you think it's very valuable for your company, because maybe you have a hundred apps that are following this old best practice, and you want to update to mm-hmm. the new best practice, then it's worth to take the time, you know, to invest in making those recipes so you can. You can upgrade, and so I would suggest, yeah, that type of use case you start to look real heavily into uh open rewrite itself
0: yeah, you and I both have like habits, things that are our conventions, and I think the more I hear about this and more I think about it, I think maybe what what that customer was asking earlier today was uh could I codify, and I think we could, I think we could here, uh, kind of codify some of those best practices. Like, hey, here's how our org likes to organize our controllers, our, yes. our REST services. So,
1: correct. Yes. So what I just showed you, like, this is doing that, right? This is yep. the best practice. And uh, that's different than the question of upgrading your best practice, right? Yeah. So so here yes. we're making, you know, what, what is it? Like, you know, every line of code you write is some maintenance right <laughs> yes yep. there's instant technical debt despite the fact you think it's the greatest new thing <laughs> on the planet but it's it's tech debt at some point yep. um so yeah you could totally do that and right here what's uh, there was a, a project that i was greatly inspired by from the uh, java script community um, called Hygen. i uh, i'll just bring it up why I wanted to just pop into my head. Yeah, the simple, fast, scalable code generator. So, you know, props to this project. Um, You know, uh, it uh, has a lot of the features here. You know, it's not one to one. And of course, their scripting language is, is, you know, different. Um, Yeah, I forgot what they're using, but I think they're just using uh, JavaScript itself, right? but I brought that up for a reason. I can't remember getting a little tired late in the day. Um, oh yeah, because uh one thing that was clever from that project was that you know best practices for your project change over time, right? So suppose you're in your team and you know, this isn't controller new, it's like new feature, right? It's like your yeah. your Class that is you know feature by package right, and feature by package has a controller, a service layer, a repository, and so on. You know maybe your repository and you like to use lombok, and maybe you have your favorite DTO library, right? All that stuff. Yep. Uh, that's your your baby. Now you know someone on the team says, you know, I want to tweak that. So like going forward, I really want to you know have this modification to what we do. Uh, these are all local, right? in mm-hmm. the repository, and there's an option you know, to install it under your root directory tilde, right? So it kind of can mm-hmm. look in both places. Uh, and that's a chance for the team to evolve you know, what they consider to be their best practice over time. Doesn't address changing the previous stuff you created, right? Right. That kind of welcome to instantaneous technical debt comment. But it means going forward, it's not like, again, this is like an example of jhipster. I want to modify the jhipster stuff. It's like, I have to go figure out how to do that and then publish the artifact and then reconsume the artifact. That's a lot different than going here and just saying, I'm going to add another mapping, right? And I'm going to, you know, greeting two, right? And this is, you know, feature two. And now I will uh, delete the order controller because, uh, and then I'll go back here and, uh, oops, where was that? uh, directory, sorry, I'm getting lost with my window, so maybe this was it, no, I okay, mean, this was it, yeah. Yeah, so this feature, you know, you know, this idea, right, that you have a directory structure, it's very simple, you know, command, subcommand, and that it's accessible for your entire team to simply modify uh, easily. Let's go to order controller, right? Now I got order two, greeting two, right?
0: Very nice, yep.
1: So that's like a super quick cycle, right? So the idea is like to re- remove this barrier, right? For people to update what the commands are, right? That, you know, add uh, a module, right? I mean, essentially these are spring modules in some level, right? The, Components yeah. uh, maybe is a better word, not module. Sorry, um, there is a component model in Spring, and you know this is. So yeah. I didn't include a test. It should include a test, but you know you get the idea. So, so I can show yeah, one one or two more things. I guess I want to you know?
0: see uh you know we 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 put on the title Spring CLI and Spring AI. AI is kind of a hot topic these days. How do you feel is, about yeah. jumping over to Spring AI?
1: I'll just do one more thing. Okay, and we will jump there.
0: Yep. I mean, you're you're the man.
1: Yeah, I'm, no, I want to get there, and yeah. we will. Uh,
0: and so, here's the thing: we can go over a little bit. We're not we're not bound for time, so
1: yeah. Okay, well, we have like five minutes, so yeah. We'll, we'll get to the two things hopefully in ten minutes. This will be real quick. Just I'm excited. So um, you know, we've always had this uh, CF push mantra, I guess you might say. And everyone likes the idea of, you know, just simple command um, to deploy their apps. And so one reason that the Spring Cellular Project got a little bit of new life breathed into it was interest from Microsoft and the relationship with deploying apps on the Azure Spring Apps platform. Yeah. And unfortunately, like the getting started experience with Azure Spring Apps could could be better, frankly. to deploy an app, and this isn't that unique to Azure Spring Apps. You know, I remember the same thing even with Kubernetes, and I know Tap is trying to simplify that and it does a, yeah. a, a good job. But um, you know, a lot of times you just kind of want to script together someone else's CLI basically to take care of redundancy or to ask you to choose different options as you're deploying. Yeah. What I did now is I installed. Uh, let me go over here command called ASA, which stands for Azure Spring Apps, uh, deploy, right? So basically we're gonna have a command, spring ASA deploy. That's the equivalent of um, CF push. It's a one-liner. It'll get your app deployed to Azure Spring Apps. And so here's where it starts to get, you know, much more akin to uh, GitHub Actions, right? Yeah. So one of the things you need in the ecosystem, you know, that they have in Azure Spring apps is concept called the resource group. So usually these are provisioned ahead of time for you. And this is kind of like spaces in Cloud Foundry, right? Or namespaces and mm-hmm. Kubernetes or clusters, right? It's kind of your segmentation, your highest levels of segmentation. And you can get the list of those, right, from using the command az group, right? Okay. So if I just go somewhere and type az group list. You get a bunch of JSON. The only thing that's really significant is the name, right? So I've been okay. using it for data flow, and this is like just to have two. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're doing here is we're saying, if you don't have a variable called resource group, because we're going to have to pass resource group over and over and over again to many commands, okay. we're going to say, let's ask a question of the user. We're going to define a variable called resource group. We're going to present it in a dropdown, and the results are out of that JSON, the names. Uh, and then there's a similar thing for service instance. Again, I wish it wasn't so complicated, but it uh-huh. is. And uh, here, you know, this could be more unique. And one of the um, issues, I suppose, uh, is that this has to be globally unique, right? So <clears throat> it's, I don't know about the whole world, but pretty pretty wide. So. And yeah. getting started guides, you know, if you just type hello or my service instance, someone's taken that already, right? And then you get a yep. error message, you're like, what am I doing wrong? So I don't know here, username seems to work for me. Uh, okay. So I'm defining the second variable, right? And then you have to basically run two commands. So I'm going to change exec to run, but it's like GitHub Actions run. You're okay. saying if you don't have uh, the service instance, let's create it, right? And uh, this one. Kind of, you can create over and over. It doesn't really matter, but you get the idea that I'm using the underlying commands, right, uh-huh. to sort of just do lightweight scripting. It's exactly like GitHub Actions, right? Yeah. And there are a million more options here. Dash dash, you name it. But I picked the minimal ones. If you want to customize this, you know, you're yeah. free to go ahead. So that's the provision part, right? And then finally, you uh, deploy your app, right? And then you say it's available at this place. So let's let's try it. I haven't deployed an app uh, in a long time. To uh...
0: so can I just reset? If I didn't have anything set up inside of Azure Cloud, what this is doing? I just I want this simple. Like hey, deploy it in the cloud. And what you're doing here is you're asking me the questions that I need to answer in order to provision stuff if it's not there. And if there is something there, I get to choose.
1: Right, so here there's two. So we're gonna pick demo. Um, and that was really the only thing that was a question. I guess you could have the service uh, instance as a question too. It yep. all kind of needs to get reviewed with Microsoft. This is you know, the first attempt at doing it. Uh, so yeah, yeah let's let, 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 let that go and in the meantime, we can talk yeah. about you know, something else.
0: You okay, know. perfect. Perfect.
1: Um, so one of the uh, commands, I don't know what the best way to um, to do this is also going to take time. Um, All right, Thomas. Let me yes. go to the uh, – well, let's see. Might as well. I can always – so uh, – One spring CLI AS table that all right. So AI add, so you can start to give it a description, you know, of what it is uh, you want, right? Okay, I'll cut and paste something here, and basically, when you Ask in this case, open AI is what's behind it. And there's a sophisticated prompt, but trying to generate, help <laughs> generate the right stuff. So this is like a minimal thing, right? So you're saying I want JPA functionality with integration test all in the same package. So here's an example. The first time I did this, it didn't use object mapper to serialize a Java object, it used some other, I don't know. Some other lie, I remember what it was. I was like, I don't want that, right?
0: I'm going to read this for the people that are, on, that are listening on the podcast. You, your command here is AI add dash dash description JPA functionality with an integration test. Include all Java code in the same package. Use object mapper to serialize a Java object to a JSON string in integration tests. Fantastic.
1: Right, so this is uh, going to cook and depending maybe by this time. All right, this is slowly cooking.
0: All right. So, in the one example there, we're we're building infrastructure inside of Azure, and then on this one, now you're, you've asked some AI, some backing AI, to say, "Hey, do this thing, do, build this project, add this thing that I just asked you," and it's and it's running. Yeah. And look at this.
1: Yeah. So, oh, so here's another good example. So, you see this runtime version Java 17 at the bottom here. Uh huh. Um, yeah, you know, we broke uh, the Azure Spring App sample app when we upgraded it to Java 17 and didn't tell them. And the default is not, is Java 8, <sighs> right? And so in, the, in this uh, string here, if I go to the command, I know it's finished, which is great, deploy, right? I think it's deploy. You see, Java version is a yes. variable name, right? So if the palm changed, then you're all cool, right? You don't have to think of adding that, right? So it's like got it. all these little hiccups along the way yeah. that um, we're preventing people. So there it is. Let's see uh, if it actually worked.
0: So we're looking at the ASA demo where we just said Spring ASA Deploy. And it went yeah, out so. and it built this ASA app. So ASA, for those of us that don't know, ASA is yes. it's Kubernetes, right?
1: Yeah, underneath yeah, but they hide all that. So there it is. We're on uh, Azure Microservices.io greeting, and that it was worked. the endpoint. Yeah, we could go to
0: other endpoints. but So enough. is this going to ASA or ASAE?
1: Because um, I know
0: there's two flavors.
1: Yeah, there's two flavors. Uh, for this simple demo, it's just ASA. Uh, okay. But it's, you know, it works with both.
0: All right, Wonderful. So, Very cool. Let's
1: go back here. Oh, okay, so it finished, right?
0: So now we're looking at the AI example, and yep. I'm, I'm giddy to see what it did.
1: Yeah. Uh, let me just delete this order for a second. OK. So I don't want to screw something up, but um, so here it is. So what this has done, uh, this was kind of a happy accident in developing this, is um, so now we have this readme, right? So this code, uh, yeah, might not be suitable for production use, right? So it's generated Did you put today, that
0: in or did the AI put like that in? I did,
1: right? Because okay. maybe someone <laughs> would say, yell at me or something, saying this is perfect. It's not. Okay. So here's what it was generated, right? And what you get is like a custom readme that describes the steps, right? So it. it knows that uh, our package name is com.xkcd.demo, so the... Under the covers, I'm passing in additional information to, to uh, what you typed, right? Oh, okay. Uh, to help it along, right? Yeah. So it's saying here you have to add Spring star JPA, start a test, and uh, Jackson stuff. So if you didn't add, specify a domain, I said use person with name and phone number as a default domain. So that's what we got. You get the person repository. Person service, you get the controller, and you get an integration test. Very cool. Uh, the controller, and then the prompt that was underneath said, "You know, based on you know the content you've generated, give me five uh, links to tutorials that are out there." Right. Wow. So uh, hopefully, those are useful. It's kind of like the Google search results for tutorials yeah. on Spring Data JPA. So you know, you go through and you iterate and you iterate. Uh, and also, there's an option. Uh,
0: so all of that, was well, that doesn't exist anywhere. That's not in a catalog somewhere. That no, was generated by the AI. Me.
1: Yeah, and sitting in a readme, because it takes time. You will be iterating. Like, it never gets it quite right out of the box, this whole uh-huh. term called prompt engineering. Yep. Um, telling it what you want is is an art and a science. You can kind of get the hang of it after a while. Um, but yeah, expect the first one to be missing something, right? Okay. So you're like, okay, you know, I don't want to add this to my code base just yet. I want to iterate getting this readme file. So it says AI okay. JPA, getting it to where I like it, and then saying, Oh, well, this looks good now, right? Okay. And so now, uh, oh, by the way, there was a command here called a rewrite, which will rewrite what what you wrote to be, better, right? Because no one writes great instructions, right? (laughs) If our our, uh, English teachers could see us now, they'd uh, have L-O-L, right? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So now what you can do is you can say guide apply, right? So.
0: Ah, very nice.
1: I don't know why it's not completing. Uh, Spring guide apply readme-ai.
0: So here's the...
1: Yeah, this hopefully will work, right?
0: As someone who doesn't know anything about Spring AI, did this get generated locally or does it happen on a remote server? So
1: So it gets generated uh, by asking a remote server. Well, right now it's talking to uh, OpenAI, right? But... Part of the Spring AI project is to provide an abstraction to whatever AI model that you're talking to, right? So it could be hosted remotely. It could be hosted locally. So just recently, last week, and today on this, uh, I don't know if it's public, these Tanzu Live things. Are those available or
0: that internal? Uh, The Tanzu Live, I believe, is public.
1: Yeah. Okay, good. So the the point is uh, that, you know, Taz... You know, A.K.A. Cloud Foundry, you know, now has a, an AI service, right? And so, you, just like you have a database tile, let's call this the, uh, the AI tile, and it's using uh, Meta's code. Uh, sorry, Meta's Llama model, which is a, uh, so it's it's running locally on Cloud Foundry. So it means it's running locally in your data center if you choose to deploy mm-hmm. you know, Cloud Foundry paths in your data center. So it's definitely reaching out, you know, through an API. Uh, to the model, um, but that model could be running locally or it could
0: be hosted. Very nice. Right, so so one of the things
1: now, right? Yeah. So let's go back to this. So and now close this. So let's see what we got. So under AI, right? You see? Yeah. Well, that's the test person integration test, right? And then we got the other person here. So it's looking like it's not completely happy for some reason. But
0: let's see. But this is still uh, pretty amazing. Let's see
1: if it compiles. Hopefully it does. It'd be a nice way to end
0: the day. I mean, if it compiles, it works.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I might not have, uh, it's not happy with the uh, customer. What is that?
0: Some customer is repository. Oh,
1: because yes. I deleted, sorry. I thought I might have had overlap. Let me just delete this. Yeah,
0: you can delete this, yeah. Understand
1: so there that. are a lot of things that you know, aren't completely working out. Like if you have two, um, I, I, like, that's why I was deleting stuff. I was like, oh, I don't remember if I used customer already and uh-huh. I not want to have conflicts. But I think it was probably unnecessary. I probably screwed myself more than <laughs> uh, should just let it go. Uh, so there it is. Yeah, it ran right? And it's running yeah. that. Entire integration test uh, that it that it you know that OpenAI wrote. Yep, there it is.
0: But the thing is, like, so oh, like, come and reset question. what we did with the Spring CLI and its AI feature. You can initialize a project. You can today. You can add some example code from some of the oh, uh, from the catalog that. that's there. We can mm-hmm. add stuff. Then you asked the AI part, you said, hey, here's what I'd like. You had it generate some code. And the way that it works today is it generates that readme so I can refactor and I can change until I get a a readme guide that looks Mm -hmm. like it's going to work. And then you apply that guide. Mm -hmm. Yes. So all of that is available today. Yeah. And that's pretty amazing.
1: Yeah. You have to bring your own key uh, to use it, right? So we're not hosting uh, OpenAI for free for everyone, although I'd love to (laughs) actually see how cheap or expensive it is uh but yeah we'll get there slowly uh so there are little rough edges you know like in terms of rough edges like where we have to go i've I've experimented you know creating spring batch applications you know so i say like um you know i have somewhere a folder here of like successful prompts Uh, but uh open ai training day so we're lucky in the sense that spring is such a popular Java framework that yeah. the training data of OpenAI itself knows about Spring, right? So you, you can't say that about every framework. Yeah. It's like your own custom in house framework. So one way this manifests itself is like one thing I had to do uh, behind the scenes, you know, in multiple steps was um, it doesn't know about this namespace change. So actually, what comes out of it was not using the Jakarta namespace, right? Got it. Uh, so I made those code changes as like a post-processing step. Yeah. But similarly, like I asked it to create a Spring Batch application that reads from a file and then, you know, filters out something and then writes to a database. So like an item reader, item processor, yeah. item writer. And in the latest versions of Spring Batch, the signature for those have changed. Right. And that's post September 2021. So it kind of generates the wrong code. Right. Yeah, and so there are nuances to this, right? Um, that you know we'll figure out over time uh, how how to get around that because you can train train the models or fine tune the models to, yeah. to act more correct. Uh, but it's pretty compelling, kind of what you can get out. At least it's a fun toy for now, right? You know, yeah. You you can experiment, you know, with it and see how far you get and you know give feedback. But I hope you can tell, like from this, you. You can get some stuff that actually works, right? Absolutely. Uh, and 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 get it added to your project uh, quickly. And and the other thing is that you know, sort of a look at this. This uh, this sort of unexpected um, feature, I guess, which is you can, you know, there's probably a little more work to, to make this happen because I passed in the package name up front, but you could handcraft like. Um, uh, it's definitely feasible to handcraft a readme file, right? So it never was created completely by hand, right? Oh the yeah, yeah, file yeah, Was not generated by oh, AI. Oh, oh. It yeah. was generated by a human being, right? And yeah. probably it has a generic package name in there. But then this guy, you know, this uh, command spring guide apply, right?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Works just the same because it's parsing the README file. Saying, oh, I see this is a Java section. I see this is, you know, the section with the XML for the Maven palm. So I'm going yeah. to merge in these dependencies. So it's reusing the same feature set under the covers as Spring Boot Add, right? Where you're merging two projects, right? Your current one you know, yeah. here and then the one that lives out there. So it's kind of you know parsing this README saying, oh, this is XML for, for Maven. Aha, uh-huh, I know what to do with that. I'm going to merge it, right? And then it says, oh, I see this is Java code. I know what to do with that. I'm going to put it in the package, right? And this one uh, didn't have, sometimes I'm surprised it didn't have uh, some application property settings, right? So those get merged into. So there is this kind of intelligence of parsing this readme file and applying it to the code base. Yeah. It doesn't require it to come from AI. You can just write it flat out. I mean, Very you cool. can see it's just a
0: readme file, right? There's no hey, We have a question, Daniel, terms. in the audience. Daniel has been taking this for a spin, and he ran into an issue. He says, any idea why the Spring Boot new, dash, dash, from, hangs on Windows? He just installed it using the yeah. MSI installer. Daniel, I'm, since we're running out of time, I'm going to ask you, put an issue, open up an issue. Yes. Hey, here's what I expected, and here's what I got. If you could share. Uh, the because we
1: barely tested on Windows despite having this relationship with Microsoft.
0: That would be wonderful. Daniel, thank you so much for not just like following along and joining us today, but then also yeah. taking it for a spin as we're going. This is the type of interaction and feedback that we need. I, so thank you so mm-hmm. much. Let's open up an issue. Uh, I've got a mm-hmm. Windows machine. I'm going to take it for a spin. I'm going to try to replicate it.
1: This yeah, so what fun. I would say, uh, I'm sorry, your experience with the installer is bad. So download the jar, right? And then do a uh, java-jar uh, on that as an alias, um, but yeah. These are. I have a Mac around here too. I need to test on. But everyone on Mac wants to use Brew, so you need to make a Brew thing. I get it. So yeah, uh, but says it for space. sure the uh, yeah the easiest way is to uh, to um, just get get the Uber jar.
0: Mark. So yeah, that's
1: the uh, the tour. That's this has so been wonderful. Hang in there. I hope you know people try it out and give feedback. So uh,
0: this is exciting stuff. The feedback. It's definitely uh, an exciting time to be a spring developer, and I love all of the work that you're doing. So keep it up.
1: Yeah, and you too.
0: Yeah. Like <laughs> I'm just I,
1: here for, for the moment, right? You're here always.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's great presentation. Good job. Uh, hey, and Jitter Ted says, we will be checking it out. Uh, and we got some thanks. Like, this is, this is great. Oh, good, good night, night from, night from Athens.
1: Athens. Oh, indeed. Staying up yeah. late. Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we're really lucky here. That, that we get the audience and the, the great okay. support that we do.
1: And, uh, and to the Italians.
0: Hello. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So thanks again, everybody. If, if you've got questions, uh, yeah, get them. You can ask us on Twitter, on, on GitHub, or, or uh, Stack Overflow. You know how to get a hold of us. Uh, but if you have questions, get them to us. This has been a great session. Thanks again. And yeah, we'll, we'll call it good. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Take care.